Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Facts. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts Cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, yo. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Twitter handle is at the Colts cast and our Instagram is at Colts cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but see posts from us, polls we run, exciting highlight videos and anything in between. Check us out on YouTube as well. We are on there. We, we started putting up our videos. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel. It'd really help us out. Want to do a live session in the future? I'm I'm aiming for you know draft time. That will be fun. Oh yeah, that will be fun. But anyway, let let's get right into it. Embarrassed on prime time, the Colts lose to the Cowboys fifty four to nineteen. Fifty four to nineteen. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! It, it, ugh, yikes is understanding. The game was twenty one to nineteen entering the fourth quarter. Hmm. Yikes. That that is the most Colts way to go out. The Cowboys <laughs> scored thirty-three straight points in the fourth quarter. Thirty-three points. That that I, I don't think we've scored that much in a single game this season. Maybe the Jaguars game? I, I can't I can't think of a game off the top of my head where we've scored thirty-three points in an entire game. And they put up thirty-three in a quarter. So wild. We're now four, eight, and one on the season. Jamal, give me your thoughts. Man, that game was exactly, exactly what we thought it would be. It's what everyone thought it would be. As I said, Colts would probably get lucky, give a chance to run for, give them a run for their money for a few minutes, and it lasted for exactly a few minutes. Um, Colts tried their best at the beginning. Wanted to look like a successful team. Saw a couple of good things, uh, a decent amount of things I liked. A lot of stuff I did not like. Um, but I felt like they went in there with the mindset of we are going to play like this is our Super Bowl, and the Cowboys came in the game with the mindset of this is just another game for us. Let's get out here and get after it, and whatever happens, happens. Colts continued to run that streak of we're here, like this is our Super Bowl, and the Cowboys finally said, well, at some point we got to figure out what's going on. Took them to the fourth quarter to figure it out, and at that time, in typical Colts fashion, it imploded. Just all went straight, straight down at a thousand miles an hour, and and it never looked back. Um, just starting from the beginning of the game, I thought that it was not too bad. It was okay first drive. Um, of course, we got what the field goal out of that first drive, so that was nice to see. So we finally got we got on the board there because I know I preached so much about. Our a scoring in the red zone or at least touchdown percentage wise was so low. So I was glad to see we at least got something on the board. But offense, man, offense overall just it just looked okay. Like there, of course, we had our and I know we'll go down we're talking about Alec Pierce a lot because he had a fantastic game. Paris Campbell had a good game, but then I look at things like Jelani where he only had two catches. Really bugged me because the week before he had eight catches um, for. 98 yards so I don't really understand how that went from going 
heavy on him the week before to nothing. Uh, but then I also look at JT. I, I said last episode that I wanted JT to touch the ball at least 32 times. I think I said 35, to be honest. So that at least, at, but 30, 30 something 35 plus. 35 times. <laughs> yeah. You know how many times he touched it? 21 for 82 yards. Average 3.9. Um, so that didn't go in my favor. And, and you know, I still think we could have scored a few more points. Had That's we most likely never going to happen. That I is know. an egregious amount of carries. I know, but I the main reason why I won that is because I didn't want Matt Ryan throwing the ball 30-plus times. He still managed to throw the ball for 37 times. Still managed to do it. So that was the whole purpose of that, was to not have him out there stinking it up, throwing the ball as much as he wanted to. And it sure enough happened. Um, and... I, I, I think with the three interceptions that backfired on us heavy. Um just a, just a slack performance, dude. A slack performance. I, I didn't enjoy it. Like I enjoyed the first half, and that was about it. And I only enjoyed the first half because we looked promising. You know, I I I don't know. It was a very lackluster game, I feel, from the Colts. Alec Pierce had a couple big, big grabs he came up with, which I truly enjoyed watching. But I feel like we kind of abandoned it, too. You know, he got four of those grabs. And then we would see Matt Ryan make a, an amazing, an amazing 50-50 ball for him. And then the very three plays later, he's trying to check down to, to JT and he overthrows him. Or he's throwing it to PC and he throws it out of bat. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to me how you can get it together for one bomb. And then all of a sudden, your quick check downs, all these like very slack passes, they just are they're ducks. They're ducks being thrown out there. So I don't know what the deal is with that. And I just don't enjoy watching that. So so let's let's touch on Matt Ryan first because I mean he had oof, this was a brutal game for him. I, I think this is the one if you guys still believed in Matt Ryan, I think we're all on board with Matt Ryan's gotta go. He is not the quarterback for next year he's not the quarterback for the year after that he's not the quarterback for this year there is nothing left we cannot win with him 21 for 37 233 yards two touchdowns three interceptions one fumble lost i think what 75 percent of those turnovers came in the fourth quarter i mean that's when it imploded just like you said look matt ryan his arm is gone it, it really is there's no zip on the throw the timing isn't there. The anticipation isn't there. Decision-making skills out the window. I it, it just all broke down in that second half. And, like, did he just get fatigued? I'm not sure. But I do know most of those turnovers were 100% his fault. I mean, he's throwing the ball as hard as I can throw it. The ball's not getting to the receiver in time. The corner of the safety is going to jump that route instantly. I mean, it, it, it's just free pickings at that point. So, yeah, Matt Ryan, I, I, I don't know what to say. It's just I, I think I went to bed after the second interception. I just couldn't stomach it anymore. And then while I'm brushing my teeth, he throws another interception. And then I hop into bed, and he fumbles it. <laughs> I mean, it it was just straight comedy at that point. Look, Matt Ryan is not the answer. I we can't talk about him anymore. If if you throw Sam Ellinger in at this point, it doesn't matter. This season's a failure. You can put Nick Foles in. You can put anybody in. Uh, you might as well put Ellinger in just for some experience. Um, I I just 
there's nowhere to <laughs> there's nowhere but down for 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 now and we had the ninth overall pick to look forward to right now if we keep losing it could inch up higher uh if we keep winning i mean that's that's fine and dandy as well i i just don't see us winning another game nope i agree we're not going to win another game um and and i hate that it took so many people uh, 13 games to realize that Matt Ryan wasn't the answer. It's just, it's frustrating. Very frustrating because the, again, like I said in the last episode, this is all stuff that's been happening week after week after week after week, but we've all set it aside. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's just a game. Oh, it's just, well, there's flashes of greatness. There's flashes of this, there's flashes of that. That doesn't, that, that stuff doesn't work. You know, it, it, it none of it works. It, it doesn't matter. And it's been proven again for now, the umpteen time, when Matt Ryan's in there, he just collapsed under the pressure, and it looks terrible. I mean, it looks it's 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 embarrassing. It's to just get defeated the way he does. And I know it's not just him, but just because we're talking about him is why I'm going in on him. It it's it's just it's embarrassing to see you have such a, a a solid first half. You know, not hit not his first half, but the team's first half was good. Um. And then, like you said, fatigue probably did set in because that third quarter drive, I don't remember how long it was, but I swear to you, I felt like it was at least seven or eight minutes. I mean, it was a very long drive all the way down the field. So that could have definitely played a huge role for him. I don't know. Um, But it looked just rough out there. And every interception, he was just flustered. He was just throwing it when he didn't need to. He was trying to stuff it where it didn't need to be. There was no communication, as we saw for the – thousand time this year where receivers are going one direction he's throwing it the other direction and he's yelling at them and i'm like well at some point if, if every receiver is running a different direction where you're throwing it is it you or is it the receivers because i can't imagine every receiver doesn't know how to run their route properly so Wait, i think that i don't think we know the answer to that question yeah yeah that's true so it could go either way i'm sure i'm very sure unless either one's i'm running a drag route i feel like it's up into interpretation of where they're supposed to go. Um, Everything's broken on this offense. Yeah. There's it, not really much to like about it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, JT, and he's averaging less than four yards per carry. He got off to a pretty hot start, I felt mm-hmm. like. Yep. Um, they were feeding him a lot, and this is when I think the play calling, it, it got very dull, um, very predictable. Yep. I, I think the Cowboys, they, they made their adjustments. They cut on the trends that we were doing. We we couldn't get anything off, and you know the play calling is already limited because we have a novice play caller at the helm. But then also you throw in an immobile quarterback who you don't trust to make downfield throws. Uh, there just isn't much confidence in what what you can do with the offensive play calling. There, there's not a lot you can do. This is why like everything's broken. It's it's a chain reaction of unfortunate events. It it. There is so much we can talk about, but JT, yeah, 82 yards, 21 carries. I I mean, I can't hate on him too much. I, I know I thought he almost fumbled it again. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that play. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he, uh, I mean, of course he touched the ground before the ball popped out, but it, you know, made my heart skip a little bit. But also, Jonathan Taylor. He he missed two blocking assignments, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh, yeah. uh, let Matt Ryan get sacked twice. I thought he was supposed to pick that up. You can argue that Ryan Kelly just kind of whiffed and didn't know what he was doing because Ryan Kelly hasn't been great this year. 
So, but I, I think at least one, I, I would still say too that, I mean, JT wasn't, didn't, didn't pick up his assignment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. He did not pick up his assignment. I mean, it was just blowing. Of course he was on the right side and the guy was coming from the left side. So he does have to make an adjustment there. And I know it's hard for running backs to block in those situations, but again, it's your job. It, it is your job. Ryan, uh, whether Ryan Kelly got to handle him or not, it, it stinks because as the center, you should at least get a paw on him and knock him off balance a bunch of shoulder pads. But JT has to be there. He has to have his head up and, and be able to react to it. Same time, it would be nice to see Matt shuffle a little bit. But again, it's on JT. It is. And and I want to speak on um, predictability that you talked about earlier in the kind of the dull play column because I even Chris Collin, where he said it during the, during the game, that we run the ball on first down 70% of the time. Mm. And clearly the Cowboys knew that because what do they do every first down stack the box and just brought the house every single first down. And that's a situation where, like you said, a novice play caller and a novice head coach and, 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 and an OC, they need to re- recognize that and make an adjustment. Maybe we should run play action. Maybe we should pass the ball. Maybe we should be in shotgun. Something besides actually doing exactly what's the most predictable thing where you notice that the box now has seven, eight people in there, maybe we should audible out of it. I mean, I know they have a second play. Um, So that that really bugged me a lot because it it didn't make sense. And as well as them going back to what I said last or in the last episode, not running the ball out of shotgun. They did it over and over and over. And the same thing happened every single time. Stuffed in the backyard, stuffed in the backyard. Or uh, the backfield, God, backyard, and the backfield. Um, it's very frustrating to see, just because it, it it's gonna always happen. It's gonna happen every single time, but yet you have not made the adjustments to combat that. So I don't know. It was very hard. Um, and like you said, it, it's just it's just a novice at work, and it's gonna continue to be like that. Um, so I don't expect anything different to change for the remainder of the season, but it's just tough to watch. There's no, there's no productivity. Yeah. And then you, you get to our receivers. You're saying, you know, Paris Campbell had a great day. I didn't really think so. I mean, 43 yards isn't a great day to me. I think the only bright spot, and I don't even know if you call it a bright spot, was Alec Pierce. Yes, he had 86 yards, but what, 45 or 55 of that came from one deep ball? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he showed promise, though. I mean... That fifty-fifty ball in the end zone was great. It it, it was it was great. Um, he did have eight targets though, and only four catches. So, like you were talking about earlier, Matt Ryan just not hitting his receivers. What's going on there? there there's just not that building chemistry like he has with Michael Pittman for some reason. Unless it's like a downfield throw, I, I don't understand that because um, it looked like Matt Ryan was completely missing him. But I don't know if he was anticipating him to be somewhere else. So that's just got to be worked on. Other than that, I, I think Alec Pierce did have a good day. Um, one thing I did notice is I, I talked about it last last episode, that cornerback wide receiver matchup, Trayvon Diggs on Michael Pittman. Look, Trayvon Shut Diggs got the best of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys might want to say, oh, why didn't uh, Matt Ryan look Michael Pittman's way? Well, he did. And he only got four targets out of that. But you know why? Well, 
According to Next Gen Stats, Trayvon Diggs shadowed Michael Pittman in Week 13, aligning across from him on 33 of 40 routes. Pittman was targeted just one time with Diggs as the nearest defender. So he was getting shut down. He was getting shut down. Matt Ryan couldn't throw to him. It'd be a bad throw. Um, that this kind of you know we, it adds on to the conversation we also had about Michael Pittman being a wide receiver one. When I was watching this game. I saw C.D. Lamb on the other side. That is a true wide receiver one. I mean, he was doing everything, and he was doing it at lightning speed. He was making every catch. He was making plays. He was getting tackled and didn't get tackled. Like, just the awareness from C.D. Lamb to not go down. That, that, That was crazy. He was running out the backfield. This is a true wide receiver one, and... I really thought Michael Pittman could elevate to at least some of that, maybe not the CD Lamb's potential. But I don't know if you guys, if Colt Nation, Colts Nation saw that game, but that that is a true wide receiver one on that other side. And that's what we really need because I, <laughs> I think the, this receiving group is good. It's not great. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. a decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team, came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Agreed. It's definitely not great. Um, good, good at absolute max. And I, I, and I really, really, I think it's only good for this year because Pierce Campbell hasn't been injured. He's been in there and been able to take some distraction away. If Pierce was injured, this would be a horrendous situation because there there would be nothing going on because when just like yesterday, I mean, besides again, besides Alec Pierce, uh, with those four catches he had, the one was a huge catch. Paris is the person who's been doing any anything for us for the remainder of the time. He's been getting the ball and trying his best to get some yards at the catch whenever he got it. Even we try to mimic what what CD Lamb was doing. We were doing those end arounds with Paris Campbell as well. Didn't work, you know. We 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 saw that. It's just not something that we could handle. So I I think that the core is good, like you said, but I would just venture to say that it's still for what I think that an NFL level that we should be at, I think it's subpar. I, I do think it's subpar compared to some of the other ones. And, of course, I'm not going to sit here and say that the C.D. Lambs and the Jamar Chases and the uh, Justin Jeffersons, all those guys, I know they're, you know, they're outliers, but – the T Higgins out there are still just as good, you know, I mean, not just good, but they're still playing really well. So you gotta, uh, when I think of those true wide receiving cores, I, I think that we are definitely subpar and I don't know, it could just be, it could be the quarterback position that's made us subpar, but I'm just not totally convinced that it's one player who's making all the receivers look mediocre. I mean, it's, it's everything. It's the yeah. offensive lines not playing up to how much money they make. It's the quarterback play. It's it's the the coaching regime. It, it There's a lot that goes into it. So, 
I, from what I've seen, Alec Pierce still looks like a pretty good receiver. Michael Pittman still looks like a pretty good receiver. Yeah, Paris, I pretty good, but not great, just in my opinion. Um, I mean, even Ashton Doolin on that double move, I mean, that, that looked really good to me, but he only had two targets. Jelani only has four targets. Uh, I think they got him working in the fourth quarter right when I was going to bed, but I, I he just needs to be utilized more because Mo Ali Cox, I, I told you all last week. Been saying he needed to be out. He, he's not the answer. Why are we feeding him on a tight end screen? Why did he fumble it? Because when I watched the replay, it kind of looked like it just fell out. It didn't get punched out like the announcer said. It, I mean, he got he had some initial contact, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just Mo Ali Cox being bad. Like I, <laughs> even Kylan Granson, I mean, he he had six targets, four catches, nineteen yards. I don't know. Jelani Woods looks like the best pass catching tight end to me. To me. I think a lot of people would agree with that, right? Yep. He almost had 100 yards last week, and we're not utilizing him? Come on. I mean, this is is bad coaching. This this is bad everything. But, you know, Matt Ryan is kind of leading it with all these turnovers. You know, I think we're the most in in the league in interceptions, fumbles, turnovers in general. We have the worst... uh, differential of any team i think it, it's just i mean we're we're a bottom five team yep yep and and i'm so tired of watching this organization just throw away money week in and week out you're paying nick Foles to stay there for two years he hasn't touched the field once you you have sam young quarterback who's trying to learn you let him touch the field twice and you pull him you keep trying to force you know matt ryan in there it's clearly over, so why not experiment now? We can experiment with everything because what does it matter? What does it matter at this point? At least we know if one of these other guys throws an interception, you're like, all right, at least it's a new person throwing an interception. It's the same It's the same concept because it's still turnover force, but at least it's not you're doing the whole, oh, Matt Ryan did it again. He managed to throw another this or do that. You're just throwing away money by letting these other guys sit on the bench and not do anything. I mean, I would love to play for the Colts organization because I'm guaranteed a check and don't have to put in a dime of work to earn it. So I, I would love to sit and play for this organization. Well, Matt Ryan is making a lot more than them. So uh, yeah. one, one could argue that if you bench him, we just spend all that money for nothing. Yes, but but if we if we bench him and then we don't have to worry about paying some of the money for next year, I don't know. I think we can we can get rid of him. We can we can definitely cut some of that out. So I agree, he is making a whole lot more money. But at the same time, it's like I don't he's, know. He's guaranteed a lot of money unless we trade him or cut him or something. Yeah, I think he's still guaranteed probably most of it. But hey, I that's a tough pill we have to swallow. Uh, we just, again, I'm going to say this every episode, I think, until the end of the season. We got to we gotta blow it up. It's time to rebuild. It, it, it really is. Let's, let's, let's do it. Come well, on. Come on, it, Colts Nation. <laughs> and so let me ask you on the rebuild. So are you saying rebuild just strictly being the quarterback, or is there any other positions that you see that you would like to see some more talent come in on the offensive side of the ball, not the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side? Because – when I when I think of rebuild, I I think of a lot of pieces to the puzzle around us, and I think that we could still probably rebuild somewhere in the receiving core. Um, yeah, and as well as as well as a quarterback. No, nah, I mean blow all of that up. Let's oh, right. start say fresh less. because yeah, yeah, say less. You you insert a a a rookie quarterback in there, you 
dude, are we playoff material now? No, it's a no. rookie quarterback. Yeah, right. I don't expect us to right. jump to the upper echelon of NFL teams with a rookie quarterback. I mean, that usually never happens. Now, a few years, yeah, maybe, but a lot of these players are are veterans. They're over thirty years of age. They mm-hmm. want to win now. We we ain't winning now. No, no, it ain't so. Yeah. yeah, I guess not blow it all up, but let's. I mean, let's. Cons- everybody is tradable at this point. I I don't. I mean, uh, I'm I'm being no. Yeah, I'm no, no. You just dead. answered my question. Yeah, I was just, I was just about to ask you. Would you be willing to trade up a superstar for for some capital? Like you just you, you answered my question. Uh, we've talked about linebacker value. You you can sit here and say all day that Shaquille Leonard is the best defensive player, but I mean Zaire Franklin has been a standout, Boy. and he's and he's come in as a reserve uh, for, for Shaquille Leonard's injured uh, body. So I, I know we're missing those turnovers. Does it still happen? Was it just a fluke year last year? I don't know. These are questions that we could sit here and debate all day. What I do know is Shaquille Leonard's making a lot of money. Stefan Gilmore is aging. We, we have players that, I mean, it doesn't have to be a full rebuild, but we, we, have, we have assets People are probably interested in Jonathan Taylor. Y'all don't want to hear that. But look, Jonathan Taylor, he's he's looked like he's regressed this season. I'm just I'm not sugarcoating anything at this man, point. This is the realest episode I ever heard you talk, look, man. Tay, talk I, your talk. Keep going. I, I, I had hope. I had hope two weeks ago that we could somehow pull out, you know, maybe still be in the hunt for the playoffs. This is absolutely atrocious is what's <laughs> going on. So yeah, I, I think Besides our our young players, we got on rookie contracts, things like that. I mean, you could consider trading trading if we get good deals for them. I mean, if we get a monster deal for them, I, I think you have to. You could argue running back is easily replaceable. Let's build out this O line, things like that. There's so much we could talk about here. It does start at quarterback. I do want a QB of the future, but it, we we have to we have to do something. This this band aid at quarterback's not going to work. We need to get back to the actual game. You, you got me fired up. There's no reason hey, I should be fired up. Talk like your this. talk, man. I'm just going to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Let's talk about defense. What do you like about the defense? You know what? I liked a whole lot about the defense. I thought the defense played well. The defense decided, or they they decided that they were going to keep the game in reach the entire time. They looked great when they actually had time to be off the field taking a break. They, I mean, like I said, CD he had a great game. Uh, Tony Pollard had a great game. I mean, these guys, they all looked really good. CD has 71 receiving yards, freaking 23 rushing yards. Tony Pollard had 91 rushing. Zeke had 77. I say all of that because even with all of that, I still felt the defense did really well until the fourth quarter when the offense gave up. The defense said, all right, I'm out. And they just said, I'm not doing this again. They're like, yeah, I, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of every time I show up, y'all happy Gilmore me on the ninth where I'm just sitting out there in the rain. Like, I'm tired of this. And so I don't blame them. I don't fault them one bit. They they did what they're supposed to do as they've done for a majority of the season. And the offense said, no, we're not going to do it. So I was completely content with the way they played. I don't know that I would have had the energy to keep up as long as they did. So I'm glad to see that they did do that. Speaking on Zaire, like you mentioned, man, Dude has been a freaking monster. Ten tackles, six solo, one tackle for a loss. I mean, he was looking great past deflection. Um, I mean, he was looking good. Quiddy Pay came back, nine tackles for him. He had a sack in there, so that looked good on his first game back. Yeah, I, I love to see 
equity payback. Yeah. You, know, you guys are right about a potential breakout season. I know he's been hurt and everything. Right. Equity pay, I mean, we, we can actually start saying. I mean, he's, he's yeah. a pretty good rusher. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, of course, we have to talk about um, Gilly Lock with that pick six. I mean, that looked great. He jumped a couple routes where he, I mean, he thought, I felt like he could have had a couple, but he got that one, which was great to see. Yeah, I think he could have had one more, but it, yeah, he, he, Dak Prescott, he, he tried him. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore had, had none of that. Mm-hmm. Almost took it to the house. And what, what did we get? Three points out of that? Yeah. I think only? Yeah. Jesus. Three I and out. Three and out from an interception yeah. <laughs> in the red zone. But keep going. Yeah. yeah a shocker, right? Uh, I, I was just impressed. I was overall impressed with the way they played. And like I said, I, I, I feel like, it, of course, the pressure on Dak wasn't there as much as I would like to see. We only had one sack. Quiddy had that one sack. Uh, Dak did a decent job of getting rid of the ball, but there were a couple times I feel like we could have definitely got a hold of him and taken him down. But until the fourth quarter, man, I thought the defense did everything to stop a high-powered offense like the Cowboys and hold them to 21 points going into the fourth. I couldn't have asked for anything more than that. I mean, I really couldn't. Yeah, and I think this is all to say, I know we kind of trashed the offense, but we did play one of the best defenses in the yeah. NFL. Oh, yeah. So we need to take that into consideration. However, the game was within reach, and we saw our offense not executing. So we got to talk that talk. But two questions for you, Jamal, because you kind of said everything I wanted to say about our defense. Um, one, you remember when C.D. Lamb didn't get tackled down? By mm-hmm. Rodney McLeod. I sure do. Do you think Bobby Okariki should have went in and just took the late hit, potentially? Or sh- did he make the right play? Because he stopped. He he thought he was down. Right. What do you think? I'm always for going in and taking the hit. If you get penalized for something like that, it is what it is. You you know, it's, it, go, it goes back to Zaire's holding that he had last week. I, I read, or you know, I rather you go or pass interference thing. It was I rather you go ahead and take that penalty, and then stop something big from happening than to let it go and something big happens. So I I would have liked to see him just go ahead. And, but that and was take a it. fifty yard bomb. Well, I know, I know, I know. That I just could have been a touchdown. This one was they were in the red zone essentially, and a fifteen yard penalty could have put them at the you know five yard line or closer. Yeah, it it could have. So I I, I guess. In theory, they're not quite the same, but I would have liked, I would have felt better knowing that he was down because with with the team, I I rather take the penalty. I just rather take the penalty. Oh, I feel better. You get it, and you ask for forgiveness later. You know, go in full throttle, ask for forgiveness later, and go about your day. Okay, I I think I can argue the other side. I I think the entire team thought he was down, mm-hmm. and I think C D Lamb just made something out of nothing um i i can't get mad at him for that but i thought it was interesting because he did stop i mean our whole defense kind of stopped too yeah and he ran in so i guess play until the whistle blows right mm-hmm. something like that um second question so that isaiah rogers pick, uh, i knew this is coming yeah huh I didn't see it bounce off the ground. No, it didn't bounce off the ground. They Jeff Saturday challenge? Challenge? Or what? did he make the right call? Not challenge it? Save those timeouts? What you think? Man, here we go. <laughs> what happened last week when we saved those timeouts? <clears throat> oh, yeah, and you know, it was so... Man, no, no, I'm not going down the rabbit hole. Um, anyway, no. He should have he challenged it. It didn't bounce off the ground. 
didn't. Ba- it's in it didn't discussion. look like it to me. It, yeah, it didn't. It they ruled didn't. it incomplete, though. Yeah, and 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 for whatever reason, no one upstairs is yelling in his ear to say, "Hey, challenge the play." Somebody's getting paid a lot of money to to, to review these replays in real time because we can't see everything on the field. But you got to trust your players. You got to trust your gut. Throw the flag if you lose a timeout. Again, so be it. We we have a, we have an overall real good defense who is out there playing well. Let them go ahead and 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 if and if it's a mistake where we lose a timeout, I feel like we can make it up later on in the game. So you got it. You got it. You got to go for those. You can't leave that kind of stuff on the table because there was an instance where the Cowboys they didn't catch a pass earlier, but they they hurry up and got down to the ball and snapped the ball, and Jeff Saturday didn't challenge that one either. And and it was clear. I mean, it wasn't clear, but after I watched the replay a couple of times, you could see that he didn't really catch the ball. It hit the ground. For, I forgot who it was. Uh, but they, they snuck on by us because, again, no one upstairs looking at the replay saying, hey, go ahead and throw the flag. These situations, you got to throw the flag. You if, if you if you even remotely feel like it didn't or if your player shows you kind of that that passionate, like I caught it, throw the flag, throw the flag. I hear you. I, I agree. I, I think that was a game-changing challenge that, I mean, if we somehow get that turnover right there, everything changes in that game mm-hmm. to me. I mean, momentum swings back in our favor. I don't know. I think that was a, a big miss by Jeff Saturday, but, I mean, we, we've we've seen multiple misses by, this, by, by the coaching staff. You know, I don't really have much faith in them anymore. So yeah. it's... Yeah. <laughs> I talked about blowing it up. We we need a head coach to come in. We need yeah. an OC to come in. I mean, that's that's going to be something we're discussing soon too. Like who who's next? Who's next up? Who's going to bring us back our winning culture? You know, who's going to have influence on who we draft? Things like that. It's just you know, is Chris Ballard still going to be here? There's there's so many questions I have, and we cannot cover all of it in this one episode. But nope. it's still going to be an interesting season to say the least. All I got to say is take start from the top and work your way down. Yeah, we slice the heads <laughs> off around here. And I mean, I mean the top. I ain't talking just Chris Ballard. Hey, yo, I didn't say it before. I'll say it again. Hey, all I'm saying is Jim Irsay, he starts he's starting to dabble around like a, like a Jerry Jones. I know. But he's starting to dabble around like a Jerry Jones, man. He has his hands in the pot. Like I feel like he's always has yeah. something to say. I don't like that. I don't like that. He's got a lot of influence on what we do it mm-hmm. seems like. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's a good thing. Nope. I don't think it's a good thing. Just own the team. Yeah, own the team. And and speaking of owning the team, uh, because I don't want this person own the team, Baker Mayfield. I know he's still a free agent right now. Uh, I don't want him. Uh, not not only do I not want him because we have Sam who can play, I'm just let all Colts Nation know right now. I said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it to I am Colts blue in the face. Um, if you have a strike on your name, you will not be in an Indianapolis Colts uniform. Baker Mayfield has countless strikes on his name. He will not be in a Indianapolis Colts uniform. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not in love with Baker, even if it came at no cost. I, I, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL when mm-hmm. he started with the Panthers, and that experiment hasn't gone well. Of course, they've been a dumpster fire as well, mm-hmm. but, I mean, they've been shuffling quarterbacks too, and they haven't really found an answer. I, I guess they're gonna try Sam Darnold again, but come come April, you you know they're drafting a the quarterback for the future yeah. too. So they're they're actually in the running for one. 
Texans are. Um, I don't know what other teams could be, but I don't know. I do know the only way I'll take Baker is if we trade him for a lunchable, because if you give him a dime, <laughs> I ain't about it. Let's so. <laughs> let's not even think about that because we do not want that Colts Nation. <laughs> uh, forever go Colts, you know. Go Colts. <laughs> I would like to see a win. I, I don't care if it makes our draft pick go a little higher. Well, I, hey. Or oh, lower, sorry, go ahead. whatever direction you call it. But, you know, a win, it, it would feel good right now. We may get lucky. We may get lucky, which we won't. We may get lucky, though, because I don't know if you saw, they flexed out our game versus the Vikings now on December the 15th, a Saturday at 1 p.m. So they said, y'all aren't good enough to play on Sunday anymore. So we're going to go ahead and put you to Saturday. They can do that? Yeah, that game was TBD. So, hey, they flexed that bad boy right on out. So, oh, my God. Yeah, they're going to be playing on, on Wednesday soon, boy. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even going to show it on local TV, man. It's going to be like, yo. <laughs> All right. Like just a, a Saturday at 1 o'clock while everyone's going to be out doing whatever they do. They said we got to get these boys off TV somehow. So I did not know that. News to if, me. Yeah, they could flex the money in that game. I'm sure they would do that too. But. Woo. Well, that's going to be it for us, everyone. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening to the Colts cast today. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Have a good week.